0: Hello, everyone. It's Dr. Paula McDonald. I'm so happy to be sharing another miracle story with you. This miracle story is something that affected me and changed my life forever and ever. And it's an important story. It's a very personal story. It's a very important story that I hope that you'll share, especially during this Christmas season. But really, anytime. People need to hear a story of hope, a story of life and love because we are in a crazy world and people are losing people left and right. So buckle up and come on this journey with me as I share this next miracle story that happened in my life. So I'll set the stage. I was 43 years old, living out on a farm with horses and two kids and, um, just in a historic older home, just loved it. Very, very active. And I was just having a lot of weird female problems as many of us do. And my doctor suggested you need to have a partial hysterectomy. And it's an easy deal. You just go in, it's an arthroscopic procedure and we'll have you good as new and on the road. You'll be two weeks down and then you'll be back, back in the saddle again. So as a an equestrian, that was good news to me. So I had the surgery, came home for two weeks. I was doing very well. I was feeling great and listened to everything the doctor said. I wasn't driving. I was not lifting. I was doing what I was supposed to do. And I was watching a movie with my husband and the movie ended. It was 10 o'clock at night because I remember this is when we used to watch movies. They started at eight, ended at 10. You weren't Weren't recordings that you could stop at any time. And I remember as the movie went off, it was very dark in the room. No lights were on. And I just felt this warm gush, a big gush, as if when I was pregnant, my water had broken. But, of course, I knew I wasn't pregnant. I just had a hysterectomy. And so I jumped up, ran to the bathroom. When I flipped on the light, you guys, there was so much blood. It looked like somebody had been murdered. And it was continuing to pump out of my body. I wasn't in any kind of pain. I was just bleeding like crazy. So of course my kids are upstairs asleep. I call to my husband, he's bringing me beach towels. Beach towels you guys are filling up one after the other. Just huge copious amounts of blood. We've called for the ambulance because we live 30 minutes from the nearest hospital. Finally, neighbors come to stay with the kids. The ambulance arrives. They put me in. I am now to the point where I am violently shaking. I'm so cold because I'm losing a lot of blood. I hear them say my vitals and how they're dropping, dropping, dropping. And I knew from, I'm a science teacher at the time, I I know this means my body's going into shock. It was very frightening, but I just was so cold. So I arrive at the hospital via this ambulance. My doctor's there. I just remember going into the emergency room, a mask coming over my face. That's all I remember. The next thing I wake up and I'm in the recovery room. I can see my husband in the corner. It's dark because it's middle of the night. And all I could focus on was the fact that I was freezing. If you've ever lost a lot of blood or gone into a a situation of shock it is unlike anything you've ever experienced i mean you are violently shaking and it's exhausting and so i woke up and i'm just shaking exhausted i just want to get warm and i remember all i could do is lift up my head because i realize i'm in some kind of weird contraption and i lift my head up and see that i'm in this tube for better words, I can't think of a better word for it, and I found out later it's a warming tube type blanket that they wrap you in like a tamale to warm you up. So all I was was still, still cold, even though I'm in this warming tube, and I know I'm going in and out of consciousness because I've just come out of the surgery. So at one point, I'm still shaking, I'm exhausted, and all of a sudden, my eyes are closed, and the room feels with a beautiful light. And the reason I say beautiful, because immediately when that light was evident, my body immediately was relaxed, fully relaxed. All the shivering and the shaking just ceased immediately. And so here I am lying in this bed with my eyes closed, basking in this amazing light. And then finally, your brain kicks in like, okay, who turned on the light? I opened my eyes and the room is just filled. Every inch of the room is filled with this amazing, brilliant light. And I don't have the adjectives to adequately describe it. It was just pure, clean, white light, very bright, but did not hurt my eyes. And so I lifted my head up again And at the foot of my bed, there was a man. It was definitely a man. And to this day, I do not know if it was Jesus or if it was an angel, but it was one of the other. It was somebody very important. I knew that. I knew that just inherently. I knew it in in my heart. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at him, but I can't see his face because the light seems to be coming from behind him so his face was darkened but I knew I was in the presence of somebody important and he said four very distinct things to me and I remember this conversation I'll never ever forget it but the conversation was very succinct very clear but without words it was just clear as a bell in your mind so he said the first thing he said to me was you are going to be okay Then immediately, his second comment to me was, I have work for you to do. And of course, I'm very Taipei. And I said, what work? Tell me. I'll do anything. What is it? And he said in his third comment, in my own time. And then fourth, now rest my child. And as he said that last statement, the light began to fade he went away, the room was dark again, and immediately I was plunged into the coldness and the body shaking. And I just thought, oh, I don't. I did not want that light to go away. I, I loved that feeling. It was so beautiful. It was so, I, I, anyway, I just felt enveloped in love. And the nurses now are coming into the room and asking me all kinds of questions. And all I could say to them was, did you see the man at the end of my bed? I'm asking my husband, did you see the man at the end of my bed? And everyone's looking at it like, okay, yeah, she's she's on some serious drugs and um, this, is, this is nuts. And so what it did to me was it really caused me to kind of just mentally shut down. I just thought, well, maybe I did just have a dream. Maybe that really did not happen. And so for six months after this happened, I did not share the story with anyone because I thought people are going to think I'm crazy, but it haunted me. I knew you guys in the heart of my heart. I knew that what I experienced was very, very real, but I kept it to myself. And so six months later, we find ourselves at a party of a friend of ours who's a physician And he's having, he's redone an old home like we had done and wanted us to come out and see this house. So I'm there and I remember the front door of their home opening and this shaft of sunlight came in. And this elderly man walked in on a walker. And I remember seeing him. And it was like a magnet and a very strong Holy Spirit nudge. You must go tell that man your story and i'm i'm of course arguing in my head are you kidding me i don't know that man i've not spoken to anybody about this story no there's there's no way and it, it was so intense you guys go seek this man out tell him your story it was magnetic it was powerful and so here i am at this party tracking this little man Finally, I see him sit down and I thought, okay, this is my opportunity. I go sit down next to him, I take a deep breath, and I said, sir, I know you don't know me, but I'm supposed to tell you a story. So as I start to tell him my story, he grabs my arm. His eyes are huge, and he is just in the state of shock. And he says, hold that thought, I need to find my wife. So he gets his wife to come over, she sits down, and I start telling him my story. He says, please share this now that she's here. As I tell the story, both of them have big tears rolling down their face. Of course, I don't know why they're crying and I'm crying. We're all crying. I'm sure people at that party were looking over at at us saying, what is going on? And what I found out was this man was the former chief of staff of this hospital where I was when I had this event happen. And he had been, you know, a a medical doctor for his entire life. And he said to me, I just had the same experience you did six months ago. And I thought I was going crazy. Because all these years in medicine, I scoffed those kinds of stories off when I heard my patients talk about them and seeing the light. And my wife, who's sitting here, is the only person I've told. And I'm looking at him, and I'm saying, Sir, you're the first person that I've really shared this story with as well. But I knew I had to share it with you. And of course, he is just he is bawling his eyes out. He says, thank you for sharing this. Because I've not been a believer in all my medical career. I did not want to believe these stories about people that they shared were real. But you have just confirmed to me that what I experienced was very, very real. And of course, I'm crying and saying, sir, you've just done the same thing for me. You have confirmed that what I experienced was real. It wasn't just a dream. And so here we are. (laughs) two strangers in the universe who are brought together because of the Holy Spirit and God prompting me to tell him my story. I've never seen this man again since that time. And I pray that he found Jesus through it and that I'm sure by now he's with Jesus because he was quite elderly. So God has, he, in his mighty wisdom, he will Give us these stories, and he will confirm them for us. And I want to share some of the verses that he's also given me as I've written down these four things that God, that Jesus or whoever it was said to me. The first one, you're going to be okay. Genesis 26, 24 says, Do not be afraid, for I am with you. So the very first thing that this messenger gave to me was to not fear. Not fear. I was going to be okay. That's just like our loving Lord, isn't it? Second thing, I have work for you to do. In Jeremiah 50, 25, it says, Be ready to do the work of the Lord. And it's also found in Numbers 8, 11. Be ready. So he's telling me to be ready for his work. Then number three, in my own time. Romans 12, 12 be joyful in hope and patient in affliction in his own time now rest my child the last thing he said and in john 13:33 or jeremiah 6:16 6, he says you will find rest for your souls and then in john 13:33 he addresses my children wow and so, John 17, 4, the work you gave me to do. Genesis 33, 25, my face must not be seen. So, when Moses was in that cleft of the rock and he had to cover his face, and then, but, you know, I couldn't see his face. And then Ezekiel one twenty eight, like the appearance of a rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day, so was the radiance around him. You guys, just chapter after chapter and verse after verse throughout the Bible in these last 20 years since that happened, God has given me such amazing, unconditional, yes, this is what you experienced, and given me scripture to back it up. He is a God of details, and I love that. And my next miracle story that I'm going to share next week also has to do with another encounter that I had that confirmed this again to me, but also to a young mother. And so I I just can't wait to share it. And you guys, we still serve a God of miracles. Just because we're in 2021 does not mean that all of these amazing miracles that we read about in the Bible are not still happening today. We've just shut our minds. We have disconnected from the Holy Spirit. We have disconnected from his word. We've disconnected from God. And so when you're disconnected, guess what? You're not going to have these things. And why he chose me all those years ago to have this experience, I'll never know. And I've never felt worthy of that visitation. But that's the gospel message. None of us are worthy. Yet, he deems each and every one of us as worthy. And we all have work to do. You and I, you guys, more than ever, we have work to do. And as these last 20 years have unfolded, a lot of things have happened. A lot of crazy things. Events in my life, health issues, a divorce, you know, dis- disappointments, but also a lot of wonderful things. But I've seen how God has prepared me over these last 20 years to do the work that I am doing right now the studying of the Bible and the sharing of it in my Exhale Bible study. And if you want information on that, that is a teaching that I do. I write my own studies and i teach it verse by verse chapter by chapter we really dig into the scriptures let me know if you go to my dr page and page connect with me and tell me i want to be in your exhale bible study i will connect you and get you hooked up you can go listen to old lectures you can read old notes that i have there um, but it it's a wonderful wonderful bible study and i know This was the work he said he had for me. And I had to wait 20 years to really understand that. But my podcasting, the writing of my book Live Today, the speaking engagements, and this right now, sharing this story, this is part of the work. But you guys, we all have work to do. And if you're not sure what that work is, get into your Bible. Get on your knees and start praying. And earnestly ask him to show you. Because time is near. And he needs all of us as warriors in his kingdom. He is calling us. His battle cry has sounded. Boot up and suit up. And come alongside me and share my word. Get to those people who are lost. Because you guys, when it's time for the end of the world, whenever he says it's time, and we hear those trumpets sound, Those lost people are in for a world of hurt. Those who are sealed in Christ, we're secure. We may still endure some hard times, but we know the minute we close our eyes on this earth for this, take our last breath, that first breath is going to be in heaven. And we'll never remember what happened to us here because there are no tears in heaven. So you guys, the message is real. You also have work to do. It's a big message. Get after it. Find out what it is. No excuses. Put your pride aside. Don't worry about people making fun of you. Get to work for God. You guys, I pray that you will share this story out. Somebody needs to hear this. That there is light. There is a heaven. There is a God who loves us. Even in our worst way, he loves us, he forgives us. All he asks us to do is to accept his son, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior. So during this Christmas, and in um, a wonderful time it is, give the best gift of all. And that is the gift of salvation. You can share it, and it's up to that person whether they are to receive it or not. So you guys, Merry Christmas. I wish you all the merriest of Christmases. And may this be the most beautiful time of the year for you. And find out what work he has for you. Happy New Year, everyone. I want to thank you for making 2021 an amazing first year for the Live Today podcast and for the opportunity to be part of your week through the gift of audio. We're kicking off 2022 with a replay of some of the favorite episodes from 2021, and then we're going to get a big milestone with episode number 50. I just can't even believe it. And there's so much new content coming from our Live Today studio as we begin a new year together. So stay tuned. Blessings, my friends, and remember to fully live today.